This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Morning Doc, welcome back. Uh, I see you've got your sailor's outfit. The last time I spoke to you, you were down in Cape Town sailing around uh, the harbour and heading off to uh, Brazil with Art Matthews. What happened there? Did you, did you get tossed off the boat? <laughs> no, I made damn sure that I didn't leave uh, leave the harbour, the safety of the harbour. But yeah, interesting. And as I say, you know, we can chat about uh, Art and his journey a little bit later. You know, obviously front man of just Ginger uh, and well known in that circle, but reinventing himself uh, as, a, as a captain and, and going in the Cape to Rio. But yeah, nice to be back in studio, Gordon. Now, just as a point of order, I mean, last week I listened to the show and you were nasty to the Orlando Pirates. Uh, it was supporters. a slip of the tongue, dog. <laughs> and so well done to them for winning the Nedbank this... Who, uh, who? Uh, sorry, yeah, well, sorry, you who? know. Well done, who? Uh, well, you know. Don't, yeah. you know. don't mix up the metaphors yet. They pirates won some obscure tournament. Right? <laughs> well, don't tell Kinsani <laughs> Nabunda that, you know, as the head of uh, marketing at Nedbank. Gordon, the other thing, just on soccer, before we get into the guests, is well done. I mean, you guys top of the log again uh, and beat your, your, your cross-town rivals at the weekend. Yeah, so it's look, it's, uh, it's quite surreal, you know, to be honest. It's, uh, I, I'm just saying nothing until the World Cup's over. You don't want to jinx it. I'm not going to jinx it, uh, but we are you know, one-third of the way into the season, heading on for half of the way into the season. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. Chiefs sitting in third, I think, and, and Arsenal on top. I would have taken that at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, well. But yeah, anyway, but back to the point of today, and it's, it's something which uh, I'm really excited about because – we haven't covered Penduring Awards uh, for a couple of years. The last time we did it, uh, we had Pepe in, and, and it was really an important discussion. But today we've got uh, Nkabaseng Mutau, who's the chief uh, commercial officer, or was it the chief creative officer? You're going to explain that to us in a moment, Nkabaseng, <laughs> of Think Creative Africa. Uh, and uh, Nkabaseng is the uh, awards jury president of Pendurings 2022. So welcome, uh, Nkabaseng. And Evan Kian, who, amongst his other uh, uh, 
sort of uh, trademarks is the general manager of Penduring. So you've you've walked the journey for the last couple of years, but also in your own parallel universe, chief brand architect of Brainstorm Brand Architects. So encompassing welcome, Eben. Welcome. Thanks for making the time today on a blistering, cold, miserable, raining, flooding Joburg day. So well done. Just making it here, I think, is in and of itself quite a quite a treat. Encompassing. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, in Eben. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. So, Eben, I think let's start with you because uh, you, you've been part of the journey for a couple of years now. And I've, to be honest, lost track of uh, the uh, Pendurings because you were online for a while. It was kind of virtual. But just take us through the journey. And let's take the journey, which I think is particularly fascinating, from the early days of Pendurings, which was very specifically an Afrikaans cultural event. And it's become this amazing cross-cultural uh, platform for, for everybody in the ad industry. Yeah, so I think we're in the 27th year of Pandurang. Wow. Brainstorm has only been responsible for the last five years in transforming Pandurang properly. That was the, the kind of order from the board at the time when they brought it to us. They said, make it meaningful or make it die a slow death. Um, and I think that we've really turned it around and it is a meaningful indigenous language award program and something that's incre incredibly important in South Africa in a country where over 90% of people speak a mother tongue other than English. And somehow we We've all agreed that it's okay to live our lives mostly in English, which means that a lot of us are suffering confidence issues from this thing that's our mother tongue, and it's very closely tied to our identity. So the Penderings over the last five years changed all rules to make sure that all languages enter on equal footing, and it's also um, in line with how advertising and branding around the world's changing. The kind of categories have evolved. So today we also reward children's books because it's a very important part of indigenous language promotion is early childhood education. Kids learn better cognitively when they first hear stories in their mother tongue. And we, we told that you meant to start reading in your mother tongue before any other language. And I think just, sorry, going before, and even I think one of the big changes there uh, is the move towards a much wider look at, at creativity, you know, including stories, including poetry and narrative and a whole lot. So it's not just the world of advertising, which is, you know, which is, which is a massive and a nice change and a welcoming change because it's obviously a lot wider. So we see a lot of branded content being entered, different new forms of narratives as advertising spend gets diverted to other digital platforms. Podcasts are now being entered, children's storybooks, as I've said. We've seen some beautiful documentaries being entered. Mm. Um, so the, 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 the places where brands or the idea of brands create stories around themselves um, are all areas in which we reward it if it's done with yeah. incredible craft in indigenous languages. Talking of the craft, encompassing you, you've you've gone in as, as the jury president this year. I mean, did you do a... a, a Elon Musk, did you go in with a kitchen sink uh, and, and, a set, and a rule book? Or how did you, you know, what were you looking for, you know, as trying to... Uh, Put your own kind of flavoring into, into the dish uh, in 2022. Yeah, no, I definitely did not do an Elon Musk at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I went in <clears throat> certainly looking to celebrate the work that um, comes in our indigenous languages and to encourage it to a certain extent. So, yes, of course, looking for excellence, looking for craft, because we know that's there in mm. our indigenous languages, but also just looking a little bit longer at a piece of work, you know, mm. going, what are the merits? What are the insights? What's the cultural nuance that only comes with the language? If it's a written piece or a writing piece, mm. looking mm. word for word, what were the choices? You know, yeah. they had 500 million different words to say a single thing, yeah. and they've chosen this special one that makes it funnier, you know, and um, just making sure that 
all of those pieces of work that do it right, that give you the goosebumps, they come out and they shine. So it was quite an interesting one. It's not to say um, we were a lenient jury, I don't believe. I think we still looked critically at the work, mm-hmm. but really we went in with the um, essence of celebration for the work. Yeah, and I think, sorry Gordon, I think the nice thing about the awards, I guess, is the the layer of authenticity beyond just the words. You know, you try to look where you can, and I guess, I mean, obviously I wasn't part of the jury, is uh, is the heart that comes with it. You know, and it throws back to one of our very early chats to Napster. Remember about about a different language ideation, not yes. not translation yes. of an Correct. English ad. And I mean, yes. we've made the point, Gordon, so often, and I think it probably still sadly happens, is people would write the thing in English and then translate into another language yep. and then try and just use the words of English, which is not always the word of... And you can hear it. But and, and, yeah. and I think so. We were chatting then about scratching the layer back, mm-hmm. not the words. Uh, and and he, this this creative guy, Napster, uh, who I'd worked with at Ogilvy and FCB, spoke mm-hmm. about getting people to ideate in their own language up front. You don't mm-hmm. give them a script. You give them just the big idea. You know, so anyway, so, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I think that's the nice part about Looking at the heart, you know, and the and the and the real cultural nuance uh, in terms of, and not just the not yeah. just the piece of. So I mean, of I, I love that thought uh, in Kabir saying, you know, celebrate the work, and I think all too often in the awards we are inclined to celebrate the winners, not the work. And ultimately, <laughs> you know, if if it just stops at the awards, I don't think you know, there's winners on the night, but no winners beyond that. If we celebrate the work. Uh, there's there's the proposition of taking it beyond that, and even from what I understand, that remarkably in the last couple of years, uh, there's a UNESCO uh, attachment and recognition to uh, the awards, which allows you to roll right beyond an award evening. Absolutely, um, it's it's like Pendering is becoming a movement or a multi-stakeholder partnership to change the role of indigenous mm. language in South African society. We had a UNESCO endorsement a few years ago um, when there was a year of indigenous languages, and then actually right now we started with a decade of indigenous languages globally. Mm. So it's the International Decade of Indigenous Languages, and we've got a we've got an endorsement as a development partner to the South African Commission for UNESCO. So this year, what we did the day before the award ceremony, also at University of Joburg, we hosted the indigenous language. In Bezo. We had a whole new host of new partners in addition to our previous partners that came to the party and spoke not only from the marketing and communications industry, but from all different sectors about functional multilingualism. How is it that we can adjust as a society to really start seeing um, the, the unlocking of this cultural nuance and insight and really things that can end up adding to our, to our GDP at the end of the day if we know how to use and celebrate our identity in more meaningful ways through the creative industries mm-hmm. just to just to bring it back to the awards uh, and cover saying for for a moment um i've sat uh, on the judging panel for the south african radio awards uh, the awards evenings uh, in a week or two from now but every time i sit in judging there i i'm, I'm kind of conscious of how difficult it is for african language stations to actually submit a case study to judges because you know yes there's an there's a category for ALS stations and the best ALS station will win whatever that one is but how do you break out of that mold and just be the best station when so many of the judges just can't actually uh, understand what's going on so so one of my favorite uh, I mean I, I I love radio I grew up with radio as my as my medium as a child but one of my favorite awards um, uh, was the, uh, which ultimately will come back to the Impeta Awards, but uh, was, was the Radio Award, Hernando's, I think it's 
you know, yes. which ironically, <laughs> sorry, no, 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 my false teeth. You've been practicing the whole yeah, morning no, just for that, see? Gordon. It was good. Thumb, it was thumb, really good. Was it okay? <laughs> yeah, that was ironically, had it just been an audio entry, I would not have understood a word of it. It required kind of video component of the entry with subtitles with subtitles yeah. for me to understand it so how, how do you and we'll come back to you know winning submissions and how you go about it but i mean how do you manage that you know when it's something which is so audio based that you have to almost divorce the entry from the actual product itself yeah it's quite an interesting challenge for entering um agencies and and, and individuals that how do you represent your work the best mm. way that the 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 room will understand it really well and get its merits mm. so the art of entering work is just like this whole other piece of uh, many of our jobs as creative people that I think isn't like fully understood so it's crafting the piece so that your um, sort of minimum or your your common your lowest common denominator of yeah. language understanding will really get it. So translating it, adding a video component, and so on. Mm. But from the Pendering's perspective, it's also making sure that there's a diverse jury. So mm. um, our jury okay. was very vocal. Yes. Um, so so if there was an issue, guys, I, I really saw this piece of work and I love it. But is this the right way to say the sentiment in Sisutu? There mm. was a lot of that kind of discussion. Mm. Um, and and having people step in to go, no, you know what? There's a problem even something as granular as spelling which changes the meaning of the word mm. um, potentially is looked at so it's making sure that the eyes and ears that are in the room are, mm. are well represented um, in terms of languages that they represent as well as just understanding the craft and the brands and how everything ties together and lands yeah. in the South African mm. ear but of course we're making work for South Africans right if all of us in the room are South Africans and none of us can understand it. That's also a hint. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think it's a combination of like going um, the extra mile to unpack your work for the jury. Um, having a jury that is diverse, inclusive, has representation and then making sure that the work is relevant for audiences on behalf of our brands. And I think the, the work that does that really does swim to the top. Yeah, and I think the nice thing about listening to the realness and the robustness of the dialogue is that it's not just award work you know what I mean and, mm. and I'm not a huge I mean I've been the recipient of our agency where we've won work and it's nice to win but you know there's that, that bit of realness that sits beyond the bubble gum you know after 20 minutes you spit it out mm. tastes great and then you're looking for something else what's the next shining object so it's nice that you got a piece of work that resonates with real South Africans in a real setting as opposed to you know just suddenly the creative brilliance of award season you know which mm. I was never a fan of because mm. I mean it's nice to win don't get me wrong and it's good and I understand the reasons for it but I also like good sustainable great work done by Absolutely. the same creative people they're the same brilliant it's just Tuesday not Monday yeah. uh, and it's got it's got the realness it sits within the market mm -hmm. so if it sits in the Sutu market or the Zulu market as an example Real people who are not part of the jury, uh, the jury can say, geez, this is a piece of work that speaks to me. And it's not just a language yeah. piece. It's a, it's, a, it's a heart. And I think, you know, we've, yeah. we've all, we all know that we live in a, in a, a very multicultural, complex, challenging and in rewarding country. And it's about taking all of those things. As opposed I also to wanted to add one thing. Oh, sorry. No, uh, part of the entries that we've seen in recent time is people will capture the social media response of mm. people to the piece of work yeah. and put that in the entry mm. video. Okay. 
in as the well. case study itself. Yeah, and I think that gives you a sense, you know, if like um, you get lots and lots of people tweeting about how funny it is, how engaging mm. it is, just mm. sort of organically um, not really being part of mm. um, any kind of entering um, body, that tells you this is really powerful and it landed. Even if you go on the works hashtag yeah. as a juror, yeah. you can yeah. actually see how, yeah. how people yeah. responded to it. Yeah. Even you were I mean, there's this incredible thing about the transformed nature of a pendulum jury, which, I mean, if the boardrooms in Adelaide in South Africa looked like the Pendouring jury did, we ha- would have no transformation yeah. issues. Yeah. But there's also the very real thing of the the purpose and the conversations that start out of these juries, which mm. is incredible. Award shows and purpose don't really go hand in hand in general. But in mm. Pendouring, it's slightly different because we've got this thing of 90% of our languages that, or 90% of the people's language that have been ignored for so long in mm. South Africa. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it gives us a very interesting um, purpose component to what Pendering really is about. Yeah. So I, I think what's encouraging for me, I mean, I, I judged at Cairns, you know, along in another previous life, and, and I felt sorry in a way for the creative guys because the judging process at Cairns is just so mechanical. It's three points. It's definitely worth winning an award. It Maybe it'll win an award, and it definitely doesn't. Mm. So you and you're just moving through stuff and you're just hitting the button, hitting the button, hitting the button. But by its very nature, something like Penduring is more complex and you can't just judge it on a three point scale. So it's very mm-hmm. encouraging, I think, to, to hear that this sort of complexity is, uh, is part of the process and that's part of the dialogue. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think another thing that's interesting about the judging process, just looking at the work, each individual judge gets to weigh in. So look at the, the work, um, score it accordingly. Mm. And then what, what actually doesn't happen, unlike other judging rooms, is people don't get a chance to convince you you're wrong about your score. Because mm. okay. so, yeah. so, that's another factor of having mm. um, more influential jurors than okay. others yeah. swaying yeah. the room yeah. on what's really good. It really is about how you grade the yeah. work, um, which I think is special. I, I, I like the idea as well of, of you know sort of trying to reflect in your submission the the success of the of of, of the case study in itself. Uh, if we go back to the World Federation of Advertisers, they just put out a, a DEI a diversity, equity, and inclusion report, and there's a diversity hub which I think you guys should should just have a look at, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll take it offline if you can't find it. I'll, I'll download the document for you um, but they've got four key points for uh, cultural diversity inclusive audience planning that's the media component of that and i think that's where the problem starts very often because i can plan cultural nuance out of a media plan with a bunch of numbers before you even before the process even starts uh, then supporting diverse voices which i think is being part of our discussion today balancing brand safety which i think is it's important you, you, you've got to balance the brand's personality with uh, the projected uh, you know, uh, diversity uh, uh, game plan, whatever you want to call it, and then ultimately measuring success, which is what you're saying. That, And if I think back again to Cairns, uh, one of the, uh, the areas we judged was media effectiveness. And you, you've got to uh, have success. This cannot just be posturing. We've had enough mm. posturing in this country. So what I liked about the case studies and the winners that I saw was there was a very real functional component to them as well. So, um, Doc, you had one, I think, uh, which was particularly kind of re- resonated with you. Um, You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Yo, 
know, I think well, just before we move off that point, Gordon, and I think, you know, um, I mean, you've spoken very passionately about real transformation and the Mac Charter and perhaps the shortcomings of it. And, and hopefully, you know, uh, and not just for you, but also for the industry, hopefully that does come about, mm-hmm. that we can get, you know, people from the Mac Charter to come onto the show and chat with us about what is going on in, in terms of, of real, yeah, uh, yeah. real transformation. Yeah, no, we'll come back to I that. I mean, yeah, but you made the point, you know, just in terms of the actual people that are judging, you know, in terms of realness. Yeah. And if you can almost bottle that you know and sprinkle it over the boardrooms you won't have to worry about charters and, and all the rest of it and i mean what can i go into the the, the discussions yeah. of last week Just and the week before in terms of, well, of, of eskim you know, you know in we, terms of of their composition of of supplies yeah. which again goes in flies in the face sometimes of what yeah. was the intent just, just before purpose. i forget i mean we had a conversation with arabang makaza a week or two back when she made the point about handing over the baton there's an expectation that people of of my era and you know management era was hand over the baton but there's a equally a responsibility for the receiving of the baton if you're running a relay so we must also recognize that you know you've got a hand over the baton that we maybe we need we've got the advertising standards authority or whatever they call now um regulatory body yeah but there's no facility for for consumers to reward you can there's a place we can go where you want to complain which yeah. is like not everybody is that is made that way but I don't know that we've got a facility and maybe Pendurings is the place where I go and give accolades. I'd love to see maybe next year a kind of the People's Award. This really touched me. Something like Great that. Idea. So, you know, let's open up the process. If we want to be inclusive, let's yeah. make it completely inclusive. Sorry, Doc, I cut you no, off. No, 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 no. I was just saying, you know, Gordon, I, I, and I think the thing with awards is, you know, sometimes, you know, we all got our favorites and I guess you know, I've looked through, you know, in prep for the show. And I mean, the one that I liked was the one that won the students category. I mean, it was, uh, it was for me, it a lot of insight around Wurde mit Flerke, in other words, words that have got wings. Right. And it's a game, uh, you know, where somebody can choose good words, positive words, and avoid, mm-hmm. you know, through a gaming, a gamification mechanism, words that are negative. And, 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 and the insight is that we deal in such a negative world in many cases, you know, so many negative words mm-hmm. don't do the stop, no more, you know. Um, and also the fact that it's gamification, so a lot of kids are, it's not an unusual thing for them to, to ask them to do, mm. is to play a game, but it's an educational game. And the one point in watching that submission video is about the lady who was narrating it, talking about it leaves you with a sense, hopefully a sense of goodness, you know, that you haven't just played the game, but you've played the game with a purpose, you've been in the zone, mm. choosing good words and, 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 uh, and then leaving, hopefully, you know, not a better person, mm. but at least thoughtful about the process. So I think those are, that's the point I was making earlier about, you know, not just a scripted something, something where you've got into and you've had to really be in the zone and in the moment uh, to not only enjoy the game, mm. but do it with purpose and hopefully yeah, a good purpose. Yeah. There's a very interesting touch point for me in that um, specific entry, and it's got to do with indigenous language and mental health, which is one of the biggest things that we're overlooking in South Africa right now. We've got a mental health crisis, and everybody needs to go to English rinks or call like English like helplines and stuff. And it's it, it's apparently much more efficient if you if you get therapy or mental health support in your indigenous language, and that's wow. definitely an opportunity. I, I mean, think. is that? I mean, that's unbelievable what I'm hearing now because I mean to have 
call centers speaking to people in, in multiple languages, not a new concept. You know, we've been doing it for years now. So, so you're saying to me that in South Africa today, somebody has got a, a massive issue of mental health. And it's not just a two-year COVID thing. I think exacerbated sometimes by that. You're saying to me that a person cannot speak in their native language to somebody for help. And this is not about how do I put my SIM card in my phone. You know, this is life and death in many The vast majority of South Africans yeah. do not have yeah. access to any yeah. mental health support, despite all the beautiful lines and things that, 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 that are supported. That's still a massive Jeez, But you think to yourself, you know, that these major companies, Gordon, and we've had some of them on our show, you know, massive organizations that are in South Africa and for that matter operate globally would... would step in you know if then for nothing else which is the worst way to do yeah. it, just for your csi but at least you're doing something hopefully csi with heart and real purpose and i i saw even you, you you're outside of this you know you you started a company 20 plus years ago it works with brands with purpose so but we unfortunately don't have time it's always an interesting thing about real purpose versus you know superficial purpose what is purpose for us but we can't get into that but i mean you'd say to yourself you know there are massive companies where there's a growing problem to do real help uh, but yet they're not stepping up. So maybe that's a call out, you know. It's such you know? a beautiful opportunity and people who want to get involved with yeah. it can certainly contact us and get become part of the Indigenous Language in Bizo, which yeah. is something we're going to run for another nine year under the banner of Pendra. Yeah. As I said, we've got UNESCO endorsing it, the yeah. Pan-South African yeah. Language Board. Um, sorry, I said something about the Indigenous <laughs> Language Decade. Um, so, so yeah, we that'd be incredible if more brands yeah. like take up this challenge and, yeah. and, and help heal the nation and its Indigenous languages. Okay, saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, just I mean, say I on that. That's amazing. Um, and, and I think, fortunately, some of us sit with big brands in rooms and we come up with ideas. Mm. And I think that's an incredible provocation. I've never actually thought about the fact that we are all receiving mental um, wellness help in English. And it's like, you know, another mm. barrier. Mm. Uh, maybe you can't really express yourself as well as you would um, in, yeah. in your native language. So and I think it's an amazing it's, opportunity. It's particularly sad, you know, I'm, not, I'm blessed with nine grandchildren, so I've got my own control group to observe this kind of thing. Um, but to see displaced children very often in a cultural milieu where they're not able to, to communicate, that's, I think, when the hurt really is, is apparent. You know, when you're old enough, you're tough enough kind of thing. But when you're a kid, you don't understand that, that displacement. Um, but just to broaden the, the discussion you talked about big brands csi getting involved and we've talked about i think in south africa we understand language race culture that kind of mix but you know in terms of brands engaging um and and i don't know whether it falls under penduring awards but we we've had it in our sports sponsorship discussions the single biggest opportunity in global sport is women's sport mm -hmm. and yet we've got a side like banyana banyana which is not really got enough backing. Mm -hmm. We saw it with the rugby ladies who just were thrown to the wolves, you know, amateurs in a, in a professional game, lost, I think, 75-0 to England. But we cannot expect performance from amateurs. So, I mean, do, do we throw gender diversity into penduring at any point in time? Does it, or is I that... I think it's a very important thing that could be addressed. Yeah, I mean, I think once you start, like, unpacking the issues, they, they almost interlink. So I think you do see some of those... Um, themes also coming through in work, you know, um, there are a few brands trying mm. to tackle it, whether it's um, looking at gender-based violence as an issue, also very language and cultural nuance related, mm -hmm. um, at least I believe so. And I think 
solving one problem, linking it to the next, like not being blind to the problems that mm. interlink um, is, is an amazing opportunity. Yeah. And I think also just as, as we touched on, I think before the show, diversity really isn't just about putting um, sort of bums in seats. It's about that cognitive diversity that uh, we touched mm. on a little bit earlier. Um, looking at who is in the room from a thinking perspective. Do we all um, understand problems the same way? Do we yes. all see ideas to solve those problems the same way? And I think if you look at our jury on Pendering, that was a, an amazing example of getting mm. some great thinkers from almost vastly different backgrounds, um, yeah. from a language perspective um, and other sort of psychographics perspective, you get interesting results. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. you get really, really interesting results. And I think there's definitely lots of opportunity there. Yeah, and Kapasing, you make the point about, and, and the earlier point, and I want to link to that now, about mm-hmm. the jury not being influenced by a bigger name, if you like, you know, take take the word on it. And, and we had Tulani Sebeka on, remember, but last year I think it was mm-hmm. from Standard Bank, and Tulani's talking about allowing junior people in a boardroom to speak first. Because if he speaks first, obviously the people are going to sit mm. and yeah, say, yeah. yes, Talani, I agree with you, Talani, because of the of the influence of the person. Yeah. And I think that's so important to get to a stage of comfort in yourself that you know when to interject, as opposed to just trying to hog the, ha- the limelight. And sometimes it's not the intent. You know, maybe you want to hurry the meeting on, get to the point, make your point, whatever the case may be. And I think, you know, we've also seen with judging committees, and we've all been part of it to greater or lesser degree, where one person can sway the jury. And it's the old, old it's that jury phenomenon. But it's, it's interesting from a CMO and across the industry, I suppose, is to allow, if you want, younger people who are different to you to express a voice or let them talk. Give them a chance, you know what I mean? So it's just interesting in terms of ordering uh, the order of the the speakers. For me, that's quite an interesting point from a language perspective um, because, you know, young people do with language very interesting things. So the way young people will speak Isizulu to, even the way I will Mm. speak Isizulu, so the way my grandmother will speak, it will be different. And the typical order is that the older people will frown upon the way the younger people are using the language. But I think what what younger people do with it is they create um, relevance for it so the language can survive. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, about like embracing that, but also retaining the original um, kind of magic of the language. I think allowing young people to speak the languages the way they want to speak it, um, whether it's on social media you know in, mm. in general conversation and advertising that becomes mm. a way that we can actually keep our languages alive which is quite an yeah. important thing like letting young people um, speak first um, and do with ideas and languages yeah. what they want that, that yeah, I, think I mean I think we, we need to foster uh, mm. an environment where, where you know we can we can exchange points of view without being jugular about it mm-hmm. I mean it's you talked about the Mac Charter and this is Mac Charter 3 and I've been involved with the first Mac Charter and for me, the, it's almost the same problem manifesting itself. It's become a BEE tech book. Mm. We're ticking it against a set of guidelines. There, there's no transformation unless we have cognitive diversity. We don't want an industry that looks different to the way it used to look. We want an industry that thinks differently to the way it used to think. That's the bottom line on it for me. But you talked about the erosion of languages and people would frown about you know, the lost language component. I think one of the most marvelous uh, winners was in the film category. Um, it's Joe Public again, Castle Milkstart. Uh, won't you take us through that, the uh, Omar Katrina? That, that for me was incredibly moving and the, and the value of that. Uh, that's a case study. That, sh- that 
should be taken to schools and put into the uh, life skills discussion program. That's, for me, how life-changing it is. Yeah, I think that is an incredible piece, also one of my favorites. I think that what they try to do, the brand Milk Stout, um, they are about preserving culture or cultural richness is how they describe it. They tie it back to the intrinsics of their beer, which is rich, um, and it has a sort of ancient cultural method of production. So they've gone, this is our higher purpose. You know, um, mm. in, in another year, they had uh, the first, the inaugural Ancestors mm. Day that they spearheaded, which we never had before. Mm. So they've got this whole world around preserving yeah. cultures. And one of the things that need urgent preservation is languages. So yes. they um, tell the story of the last speaker of Ngu, which um, is a language, an ancient language of the San people in South Africa, mm. um, who are an incredible um, and important piece um, of an important people to our history in South mm. Africa. And how can there be one person who is left that's a fluent speaker mm, of that? Mm, this is mm. um, at the core of um, this preservation issue that we're facing. It's almost mm. like a crisis um, of erosion of languages. And mm. for a brand to step in there and go, oh, my gosh, we're going to stop people in their tracks. We're not exactly going to talk about beer here. Mm. We're going to do something that's more important for our country and our people with our brand platform that we think can go mm. there. Um, and they took a filmmaker out to go and have a conversation with this person and they gave solutions. So one of the things that I think was fun that they did, um, because I think often the high purpose work can feel like maybe it needs to be boring and very serious. Oh. But they had a fun element where they took the words um, from Ngu and they made them into these stitched kind of denim badges. Mm. And I immediately go, oh, that gets it into everyday culture. You can walk into mm. a type of jeans and you can find um, yeah. those patches and put yeah. them on your jacket and mm. talk about them. Mm. You know, So not only did they broach the issue um, and make South Africans think about it, they then have interesting solutions um, along with their storytelling mm. that makes sure that language doesn't completely die. So yeah. absolutely yeah. love that one. Well, an extraordinary uh, piece of work. And uh, as I say, I, I'd love to see that kind of case study. That's where you can take commercial work take it across into a school scenario and come, there's your training. I mean, absolutely. you know, that's absolutely amazing story. And then the other one was quite, quite fun. And I mean, you would think a dating app, you know, Fata Africa. Just tell us about it. It was quite fun. I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a beautiful um, brand that they've entered, or their work is rather beautiful. They've entered it a few times and they keep on seemingly growing and yeah. developing that further and further. Um, I'm not sure what made it different this year from the previous time. Obviously. I wonder. I mean, I've I found it fun a few times when I've seen it. I think the you know we all love a good pun, so yeah. um, that yeah. play on words, Fata Afrikaans, Fata Kans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but that's you interesting what say you're it, saying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. It, that was what kind of locked me in because so often when you say digital. Mm. My mind sadly goes straight down the TikTok toilet, and I'm thinking, oh, God, my brain will disengage. But it was delightful to see just crafted copy um, driving your digital interface. And it, it made me realize that, you know, copywriting, the art mm -hmm. of copywriting and digital are not mutually exclusive. You, Absolutely they, they, not. They, they, yeah. 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 And, and I think, I mean, that the, the copywriting comment also bridges me to the next piece of work, which was our um, Umbeta, our prestigious Umbeta, uh, the overall yeah. winner. Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. I think just a copywriting feat, you yeah. know. One of my favorite things about um, our indigenous languages is they have a lot of onomatopoeia, mm -hmm. which um, plays on the sound that a word makes um, yeah. to kind of touch on its meaning. So in, in Isizulu, a motorbike is this tututu, which mm. is like... Tut -tut 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 
watched, yeah. you know, the starting noise of a motorbike. Yeah. And I think what they did with that piece is they, they basically described the frustration of being stuck in a meeting when you actually just want to go eat. Mm. But the, the, the joy of delivery is while you're having that meeting and you're kind of stuck in one position, someone can be coming um, to solve your hunger problem. Mm. And it's, yeah. um, it's for Nando's. I think it's just absolutely incredible. Whoever can get a chance um, yeah. to listen to yeah. it, please do. The whole thing sounds like a, a motorbike uh, driving. Yeah. No, it was great. I mean, it, it's great. And, and on that point, um, where can our listeners go to just so download the, or have a look of, at these case studies? All of the winning work is on the Pendouring website, which is pendouring.co.za. We've got a beautiful archive that the One Show is helping us to maintain. And so all the work that is that, that won this year and in previous years is available on pendouring.co.za. Yeah. You'll find links there yeah, to the yeah. archive. What I found encouraging, um, and you mentioned design right up front, Doc, when we just started our discussion, is that I get concerned when I see a lot of creative awards look like it's big budget. You've got to have a big budget, otherwise you're not going to make it. Okay, and, it, and and even movies, you know, the whole obsession with superheroes and that it's all special effects. The storylines are non-existent, but the special effects will carry you through. But I enjoyed some of the simplicity. So in the design sector, the winner was Nike with just a very simple. Um, a welcome mat and just making welcome mats in, in the indigenous languages. That for me was a, a very... Ele- I think that was a different brand. Yes. Uh, was, was that Homes? It was, and it was, it was Craft Homes. Was it, I beg your pardon, it was Craft Homes. <laughs> uh, Nike was the Shopper Shopper Soweto. Yeah, sorry, Craft Homes. And I thought, wow, that... So it's a linkage to Craft Homes. The application is is brand extension, but mm. so elegant. So they're and so a home simple. developer, and it's incredible because when you kind of zoom out on these big developments, they all look mm. vanilla and mm. all the same. Yeah. But then they found a way of every buyer of a new home in one of their developments would be greeted by a welcome mat that's yeah. executed in their language. Mm. So obviously, when you yeah. buy a lang- when you buy a mat, you give their data, or when you mm. buy a house, you give their data as what mm. your home language yeah. is, and they crafted a special home. It was a beautiful entry, and, and it's executed really in all the indigenous and, and, and simple execution, not big budget, just intelligent yeah. application within the confines of, of uh, uh, the concept of penduring. Doc, I'm going to give it yeah. to you to, to wrap up. I've just been rambling on. Now I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, just, I mean, in that point, though, that's the point I was, I was making earlier about having a piece of work that can sit and will sit very comfortably and naturally in the real world, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to a piece that, you know, is, is polished mm-hmm. uh, for for the night, you know, if, if you like. So, yeah, it's great that uh, – and again, to our listeners, you know, please go on to the Pinduring site. We always say, you know, in, in these discussions um, – it's not just about 30 minutes or 40 minutes of great chat again with fantastic guests. It's about the longevity of it. So please go onto our, uh, either our site or go onto Penduran's site directly. See, click on, enjoy the work, uh, and, uh, and be part of the discussion. So yeah, yeah. Gordon, um, we didn't touch on the Proteas early exit from the World Cup. I think it's better to rather end the story on a good note. Speaking <laughs> of w- and women's <laughs> sport, you know, if you look at, and again, you know, uh, just uh, the success of, of Banyana mm. on the African continent, mm. we know that. But also women's cricket, you know. I'd, I'd yeah. like to see them the new season, what, what, brings, what it brings for them. Because certainly the guys are in the transition and SA cricket have got a lot of thinking to do yeah, to get their act together. Uh, but yeah, at that finger being pointed pointed straight at the sponsors. I mean, you, you cannot expect amateur athletes to perform at the highest level against yeah. professionals. That's just completely unreasonable. Um, in Kabasing, um, you know, guys, thanks for coming in. Um, Eben, thank you for coming in. Um, 
normally at this point I say my very clever hashtag, let's keep talking. But I think under the circumstances, Kapa Singh, do you want to say let's keep talking for us in as many languages as you can, starting <laughs> now? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I feel and so that was another episode of the Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views. Uh, and certainly will respond and hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.